You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Although they may be plagued by a controversial reputation, psychedelics are being used far and wide to treat trauma and PTSD by doctors, shamans, retreat leaders, and more across the world. Whether it's psilocybin, ayahuasca, or another form of plant medicine, rapid healing can occur when using these medicinal plants. So how do we learn to unlock the rapid healing power of these psychedelics? Imagine a Addressing your lifelong trauma, PTSD, addiction, and more within minutes, within hours, and without the need for years and years of traditional therapy. Thinking about questions like these is what inspired this three-part series on Food Heals, where we are discussing the healing power of plants. In this series, you'll hear brand new interviews with leading experts in the field of psychedelics who share their personal healing journey, as well as how you can access the power of plant medicine to heal yourself as well, whether you want to grow your medicine at home like Paul taught us last time, or if you want to go to a retreat center like Derek will tell us about today, there is an option for you to see if plant medicine is right for you. In the first episode in this series, you heard from Paul Austin, the CEO of Third Wave and pioneer in reshaping our perceptions of psychedelics and how to grow your own plant medicine at home. Make sure to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. In today's episode, part two of our series, I'm talking to Derek Januszewski, the founder of Pachamama Sanctuary, which is an ayahuasca retreat center, and he'll share the story of how plant medicine assisted in his journey to overcome childhood abuse and a decade-long battle with addiction. Through intense inner work, extensive work with plant medicine, and countless hours working in service, Derek has healed much of his childhood trauma. The spiritual healing he received through plant medicine inspired him to start the Pachamama Sanctuary to help others find their own path to health and happiness. Pachamama Sanctuary, an ayahuasca center in southern Maine, was founded in 2019. Since its inception, its mission has been to raise collective consciousness through the sacrament of ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is a tea derived from plants from the Amazon rainforest. It has helped many people gain insight and clarity into their past traumas and provides a chance to find peace resulting from addiction, PTSD, or other negative cycles. I'm so excited to share this interview with Derek today, and then make sure to stay tuned for part three of our series on plant medicine on psychedelics, where I speak with former police officer Nick Moticha, who healed himself of 15 years worth of job-related trauma, and he went from being clinically diagnosed with severe PTSD to no longer meeting the criteria for a diagnosis within one plant medicine session. And don't worry, since he's a police officer, I ask him all about the legalities surrounding plant medicine so we can all be informed if we choose to go in that direction. But first today, it's my interview with Derek. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. 
He is the lead pastor at Pachamama Sanctuary. Please welcome Derek to the show. Welcome, Derek. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I'm so glad to have you and learn all about you and what you do. So Pachamama Sanctuary is an ayahuasca center, and it's located in southern Maine. Take us back through how you got started. What's your origin story for founding this organization? Well, uh, I, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a survivor of a tremendous amount of abuse. Uh, you know, I started when I was two with sexual abuse all the way up through, um, you know, the time that I moved out of my mom's house, uh, neglect from my dad, uh, and abuse in all forms for my mom. So emotional, physical, psychological abuse, and then uh, babysitters and whatnot, a lot of sexual abuse in my in my uh, childhood. Uh, so by the time high school rolled around, I didn't really know how to relate to people because I had moved around a lot, never felt like very comfortable in my own skin. And really, I didn't I didn't know how to relate to people. And uh, I started feeling anxiety around the age of seven. I remember one time I was just like cringing and like feeling this really heavy weight in my, on my chest about something that I had said. I don't remember the exact uh, situation or what I had said, but it was something that I just remember saying over and over. Like I felt like I was so stupid and people weren't going to like me. Mm. And um, that plagued me my, most of my life. Uh, you know, being like having uh, this kind of a social anxiety, afraid to act like myself and afraid not to act like myself and yeah. not even knowing what myself, or who, who I was or, you know, how to act. I just, I just felt like, um, like an alien, like in the middle of a bunch of people that had it figured out, you know? And, and so if they knew who I was, they knew what was going on inside my head. There's no way that anybody would like me. So I sort of blended in by acting like everybody else as best I could. That led me to play golf and get a wife and have kids and start a career. Um, and so, uh, you know, that happened, uh, you know, and at this point, um, you know, alcohol and, and cannabis were a part of my life that I I didn't see anything wrong with because that's all that was around me, right? Everybody around me was smoking cannabis and drinking. Um, a right. little bit of other stuff, but mostly that, that was pretty much standard issue, you know? And so when our marriage, uh, you know, blew up into toxicity because there was alcohol and, and cannabis involved and, and, you know, the chaos happened and toxicity happened, um, I left and uh, got my own place. And somebody came over and uh, dropped a whole big pile of cocaine on the table and said, hey, this will make you feel better. Oh, my God. That started my my spiral of about 10 years of a really, really heavy addiction to cocaine. Wow. And, uh, you know, I went from having 12 houses, um, you know, making, I don't know, $80,000 a year playing poker and thirty or $40,000 a year for my home-based business and thirty or $40,000 a year from these rentals to couch surfing and trap houses. Like I was basically homeless. Eventually I started going to AA mm -hmm. and I uh, didn't really understand what the steps were. I mean, the book was right there. I could have read it, right? Uh, but, but the sponsors that I had didn't really get me to understand what the work with, alcohol, uh, with Alcoholics Anonymous was. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually understand the program and it didn't, it didn't work. I, it didn't work for me or I didn't work it probably is more accurate. I didn't fit in with the culture because I didn't know how to fit in with any, any culture. Uh, so eventually I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and he talked about ayahuasca being a, uh, 
you know, something that could help with addiction. So I decided to give it a try and started looking into Peru. And my son at the time found online that there was this place about an hour and a half drive down in Orlando. I was living in St. Augustine, Florida at the time. Uh-huh. So uh, I went down there and sat with ayahuasca for the first time, got a very clear message. This like sickness inside of me was, was really like driven from my father. Mm. And uh, I could see like this demon inside of me in the mirror that was like half me, half my father. And it was just like all gross. Um, I purged all of that out and learned you know, how to love myself in that moment and that all of the gifts that I got from all of the punishment and the neglect and the abuse was like self-sufficiency and, and, and resilience and all these like beautiful gifts that allowed me to like have almost a two month period of time. So about 45 to 50 days where I didn't even crave alcohol, cannabis, uh, cocaine, nothing. I didn't want any of it. And I wasn't interested. And that was like a, a breath of fresh air. I went from having a hard time getting out of bed at noon to two o'clock in the afternoon to I was up when the sun came up reading on the beach with a coffee immediately. Day uh-huh. one after that. Yeah. Right. Wow. But uh, as a lot of people have found out, uh, you know, it's not magic juice that fixes your life. All of that stuff came back because I wasn't doing any work. I wasn't actually doing any of the integration work. Um, so I had to go back and uh, same kind of situation. And then the third time I went back, I got this clear message um, to dive headfirst into a new way of life. A person told me this ahead of time and then the medicine echoed it. And so I started volunteering. Uh, I started uh, you know, volunteering there. And for about a four month period of time, I did it for just volunteer work. I didn't get anything uh, in return other than you know, being around the community and I washed buckets. I just watched, washed purge buckets. I washed over the course of a year, over 10,000 purge buckets. I washed out myself. And, um, wow. Yeah. I, I learned a lot about, uh, I learned a lot about service and integrity and, uh, you know, showing up every day and standing upright and, and, um, always doing your job and never complaining. And those are the lessons that I got from the bucket mm. because that's what the bucket does. Right. And I learned all these different, like beautiful parts of being of service from that bucket. And so in, in November of 2018, I, I got a whole bunch of mushrooms. I, was, I asked my friend, hey, listen, can you get some people together? We'll do a mushroom ceremony. I'm not a medicine man. I'll give them their their dosages that they can serve to themselves. I'll hold space, make sure that, you know, energetically the space is tight and they don't hurt themselves. And then I'll help them with some integration afterwards. And um and so it, it turned out to, to work out. He says, yeah, there's a guy in New Hampshire. So we go there and it was supposed to be four people and 12 people showed up, right? And it's just me and my son trying to hold space for 12 people. And uh, it went beautifully. It went beautifully. I have a very uh, specific and powerful manifestation uh, technique that I've used for a long time. It's part of why the sanctuary does, you know, is where it is. And so I, I yeah. never gave up hope. I never lost hope just never, never gave up, um, gave up hope. And I had people showing up saying, Hey, I'll help you out. How much do you need? And they would write me a check for large amounts of money. And another person, Hey, what do you need? And they write giant amounts of money. And eventually, um, you know, I found a couple of people that wanted to support the sanctuary and they purchased a property. And uh, I used a lot of this other money that people had, 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 uh, you know, loaned and donated 
and put it all uh, down on this on this piece of property here in Casco, Maine. And now we uh, we reopened as of August 11th. We closed on the property on July 31st and reopened uh, and had our first retreat on August 11th uh, of 2023. And um, you know, there's a it's a it's a beautiful beautiful facility. It's like eight almost 8,000 square feet on 40 acres, 42 acres right on the river. Um, so there's a mile of frontage on the river. There's there's just it's just stunning beauty and privacy. And, um, you know, uh, and so now I get to be like, cause, cause that's who I am, right. I am, I'm, I'm here to bring people to the medicine and the people that serve the medicine to the people. That's what I was put on this planet for. Um, I'm, I'm really good at it and I love it so much that like, I, all of a sudden, now that we're reopened, I get to be alive again, you know, I get to be alive again. Yeah. And, um, And so, yeah, there's my story. Foothills Nation, do you want to know the real reason that I love Thrive Cosmetics so much besides the fact that it's 100% vegan and cruelty-free? It's because their amazing Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara not only make my lashes look longer, healthier, and stronger without clumping, smudging, or flaking, but it doesn't sweat down my face (laughs) when I go to places that I love to go, like Mexico or Bermuda or when I'm in the Nashville heat, right? Like, no matter where I am, I know my mascara is going to stay on. I've never known that experience before I discovered Thrive Cosmetics. You know what I'm talking about because you've seen the cute turquoise tube all over your socials. I've certainly seen it on TikTok and on Instagram. And the funny thing is, is that whenever I'm at a girlfriend's house or if I've ever borrowed someone's mascara, I'm like, this is pathetic. I need you to know how amazing this Thrive Cosmetics mascara is. And Thrive Cosmetics is the brand that gives back. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash foodheals. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash foodheals for 20% off your first order. Go get that mascara so you can have beautiful, long lashes just like me. You started Pachamama Sanctuary with a mission to raise our collective consciousness. And we know that ayahuasca is something that can help with a lot of people with anxiety and shame and depression and PTSD and childhood abuse like you went through. So I would love to hear from you. First of all, for our listeners, can you tell me what ayahuasca is? We know it's a plant-based psychedelic medicine. And then go into how it helps, how you've seen it help yourself and others get through some of their traumas and come out on the other side with some clarity. Sure. Um, I mean, the basics of it is, is that it's two plants boiled together. They've been doing it for thousands of years down in the jungle. And they, uh, they call it the medicine or la medicina. Uh, ayahuasca, yahe, there's a bunch of different names and a bunch of different cultures down there that use it. Um, it's the same medicine, basically, with, with different names. And um, the medicine, all the medicine does 
is remove somebody's ability to lie themselves for a little while. Mm. And it's the person who's going to heal themselves. Yes. The person is the medicine. And so I've done it wrong and I've done it correctly. I did it correctly in the beginning where I started to do some of this service work and I started to work on myself and learn about my shadows and try and correct behaviors and see where they were coming from and journal and meditate, sit with Hoppe, did all these things, pray. And then I stopped doing that and I continued to use the medicine and I stopped growth and my life required it. And so nothing was happening except for uh, all of my anxieties and depressions were coming back. It gives like a head start because seeing all these truths and understanding and loving ourselves for a minute is a beautiful thing. And it's really, really helpful. Um, but if we don't do anything with it, it's, it's point it's, it's, it's ineffective. Like the medicine becomes mm-hmm. ineffective if we don't actually do anything with it. And so I've seen so many people come through here, about 2,500 members at this point. Right. And the ones that show up to the integration calls that I lead on Tuesday nights, they're the ones who actually make progress. There's people that have shown up for the last three years, and I can see very clear and consistent progress. I've actually been hosting this Mm -hmm. call for uh, uh, just about four years, or just over four years. I saw the anniversary of my first call pop through my uh, Facebook feed as a memory. Um, four years I've been doing this and there's been people that have been showing up for over three years to this call and, um, and they're doing the journaling, the gratitude practice, the, uh, the, the meditation practice, the stretching, the yoga, you know, they're, they're, they're moving their lives towards balance and that's what it takes. And guess what? You can do that without, without ayahuasca. Right. And so if someone is thinking about an ayahuasca journey. Can you tell us like, what does that look like? Okay. We're going to come to the sanctuary. We're going to experience this plant medicine. What, what does it look like from beginning to end? What can we expect? So from beginning was uh, when somebody registers, we email out a whole pressure preparation guideline. that's focused on inspecting all things that you consume, protecting our energy, protecting our body with proper nutrition and water and, and cleanliness and in, in the things that we eat, um, protecting our, um, our mindset by not spending time around people who drain our energy and these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a pre-integration call uh, on Tuesday. Uh, so that's going on right now. Uh, my, our uh, our so Lane is actually doing that call right now. And then um, that's where... Uh, we start to ask, you know, we get to answer a lot of questions, connect with each other, learn about what integration is. And then at seven o'clock, that call turns into a full integration call where everybody from the community calls in. So the people before they come get an insight into what actually integration calls look like so they can understand what they're actually going for. Give them like a model uh, by by allowing the community to show them what it looks like to integrate. Um, and then... Uh, then, you know, you arrive, we cleanse everybody, we get, uh, we start to, you know, kind of discuss um, what's going to happen over the course of the weekend. Then through the weekend, um, between the two ceremonies, uh, there's all this beautiful space that we fill with integration practices like meditation, prayer, art, uh, nature, uh, transformational breath work, uh, yoga, stretching, movement, 
Um, I do some readings. I, I, I teach people wake to how to wake up consciously. So I start at six o'clock in the morning and I do some readings, some guided meditation, some prayers, some cleansing, sit with some hape, um, and then see kind of, you know, see, see what the morning looks like and how to consciously wake up with the group of people that is there um, and kind of guide them through that. Then we have two integration circles, uh, the mornings after ceremonies that are led by Suzanne, the one that scraped me off of the bed and saved my life. She's actually mm -hmm. got a 17 year uh, clinical psychology background. She's got a PhD training in shamanism and a specialization in um, psychedelics and psychotherapy. So she is our integration wow. head. And so she leads integration um, and we focus there. But then afterwards, we send a series of emails talking through the medicine wheel and what it means, giving um, tips on different integration practices, reminding people to stay on course, um, reminding people to you know continue to inspect all things they consume until uh, around the fourth week to get an email about the star medicine or the fire medicine to kind of look back and transmute all of that stuff and see from a real high uh, vantage point all of the shifts that have happened and that, the med that, that they, they brought in as their own medicine. Um, and from there, they can they can tune into our integration calls forever because integration is 99% of it at six hours compared to the rest of your life is only just a glimpse of the truth. And you said that, you know, after your first experience, the next day you were up and you were feeling different. And tell me about how the experience shapes who we are. And I know you said obviously the integration afterwards is very important to kind of stay with that. But what does the medicine do for you, show you that then changes you and helps heal these traumas that we've all dealt with? Like, what is it about this medicine? I'm asking because I've had so many friends come to me and say, and tell me their stories and go, you got to do this. You got to do this. Cause I Derek, you don't know my story, but I have uh, trauma as well. And it's one healing tool that I believe in, but I haven't used it on myself. So I'd love to hear more about the experience itself and how it is helping. What is it about it that helps us? So the, th the thing that most of us uh, really struggle with is separation from the divine, separation from source, right? Separation from yeah. God for higher power, it's the separation. And there's so many things that separate us, right? It's, you know, it's swiping and scrolling and TV and billboards and, you know, commercials and, and, and clothes and just society and, and ancestral trauma and programming and school and all of this stuff that we're bombarded with programming from the before we're even brought into this world we're bombarded with programming on a dna level right and yeah. then all through our, our 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 theta stage of our life up until eight years old we're like a sponge so everything that we watch on television and we watch our friends do and we learn in school you know and stage color in the lines and like you know just like do these things eat mcdonald like you know all this stuff that's 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 programmed into us, it, most of it separates us from the divine, from the mm -hmm. fact that we are conceived in love. And so all we're trying to do is figure out how to live in this world 
when we're not connected to the only thing that matters is that deep love for like the world, for people, for ourselves. And, and so that builds resentments and separation and, 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 and fighting and, and disconnection from people, because if we can't connect with ourselves or source, right? Uh, how can we connect with other people? How can we have empathy for somebody else when we can't even feel the emotion that we're supposed to empathize with? Right. So right. what this, so what this does, what this medicine does is at a core level is it strips away what we call the ego, right? Strips. So it doesn't completely kill it. Right. Cause that's, that's violent, but it dissolves parts of the ego so that we can see other parts of these traumas that we've had. So like I saw how, um, instead of me being, uh, resentful towards my mother, now I can look at her cause she was an alcoholic my whole life. Right. I can look at her and say, wow, um, actually she was a product of rape and her mother was, uh, uh, abusive and she was, uh, she was taken advantage of by her brother and her stepfathers and she was beaten into a pulp. And she didn't graduate high school and she thought it was all her fault because she was just, oh. she was just, uh, marginalized. And so she grew up in a way that like, like she thought she was treating me good compared to how she was right. treated. She thought that she was doing a good job because she had no idea. Right. And so I started to have compassion for where she came from and release the resentment that she did this to me. That's really beautiful. And I know, yeah, in psychology, you know, they teach us to look at others with compassion and go, you know what? They were doing the best that they could with the information that they had at the time. And when you can have compassion for what she went through, it can kind of transform. And it doesn't discount what we've gone through with our traumas, but it helps us dissolve the ego around it that wants to protect us and make us mad and make us a certain way and make us with all these false misbeliefs like, oh, I'm not good enough and I'm not this and this person, I'm the victim of this. And it just helps dissolve all of those things because there's no reason why we can't be living our most authentic, most passionate, most wonderful lives. And we don't want to be held back from those things. And I think plant medicine seems to be kind of the forefront, the future of dissolving a lot of these blocks that we have because of all our collective traumas, the individual and collective traumas, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to intellectualize the idea that somebody else had it hard and so that's why they were the way they were. It's, 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 it's actually kind of easy to intellectualize, but we don't ever really connect to what that really means because it's so hard to step outside of ourselves, that ego, right? That, that right. The, like, like all of us to some degree are self-centered and, and it just gives us this gift to remove that, that, that block you know, and, and really feel, feel, truly deep down, feel what it must have been like. Because I know she didn't want to treat me that way. She was compelled to. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful story and way to transform it. That's the best thing that we can do is transform our trauma into something more, let's say, triumphant for the alliteration. But 
you can go to pachamamasanctuary.org and you've got your video here and you've got your retreats. So I see you have some coming up. How often are the retreats? How do people sign up? Give us some of the goods on that. I see you've got testimonials here so everyone can go check those out if they want to learn more. But yeah, tell me about a little bit um, what you've got coming up and how people can get started with you. Yeah, sure. Um, first and foremost, if anybody has any questions, my number is right on the website. And if you call that number, I'll answer. So wow. um, if you have any questions or you're worried or scared or are curious or are just, just out of curiosity, even if you don't even plan to come, I, I'd love to talk to you. Just call me. Okay. Um, but uh, on the website, the registration's right there. There's some dates and we update them regularly. We have two to three a month. Um, and uh, you right. know, di various different sizes. Um, it's pretty simple. You can just kind of click through, but, uh, yeah, reach out, reach out and connect. Absolutely. No, thank you. So again, it's pachamamasanctuary.org. What is the origin of the name Pachamama? It sounds like something important. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, I had no idea what to name it. Yeah. And, um, I was asking a whole bunch of people and then somebody's like, why don't you just go back to the roots, call it Pachamama. And I'd heard it in a bunch of songs, but I had no idea what it meant. I just knew what it was. I knew it was in a bunch of songs. So I'm like, yeah, that's what I'll name it. Uh -huh. And so once I named it that, then I started to study what it is. And it's actually the entity that birthed Mother Earth and birthed Mother Nature. So it's like the grandmother of so grandmother source of all natural things on this planet. Ooh, I love it. And so it's depicted into like Pachamama as the earth because it's created everything that we have, but it's sort of nature and earth together. So you've got PachamamaRetreats.org, Facebook.com, PachamamaRetreats, Instagram.com, Pachamama underscore Sanctuary. Your own personal Instagram is Instagram.com slash Derek. I'm going to spell it J-A-N-U-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I, Food Heals Nation. I will put it in the show notes because I know that you're probably driving and you're working out. You're not going to write that down right now. But um, Derek, this is so much great information. Thank you so much anything else that you want to leave us with before we get off today so a lot of people ask me how to pick or how to decide whether you should go and how to pick uh an, uh, an ayahuasca center to go um first thing i have to say is don't ever go because you think it you think you should or because other people are going or because it's a fad or because you saw megan fox do it right like you have to be called it's really important if you're not called, don't go. Okay. Okay. And then second, um, if you uh, f uh, are, are researching different places to go, you know, research their reputation. Yeah. And when you find out what their reputation is, then research the history of the facilitator serving medicine. And you know, if if they if they flew down to Peru and took a two month course and they're and they're serving medicine and and they've been doing it for about a year, not a good idea. If they were indigenous and they've been serving medicine for 10 years and they have titus that, that are at their teachers, you're, you're on to something there. And there's a lot of good people serving medicine out here. And there's, uh, you know, a lot of white dudes and white chicks that like, like took it four times and think they're a shaman. So, you know, do your research yeah. into who's actually serving the medicine. Last question is, 
isn't it legal? And I don't think it is. So how do you get around that? I believe it's a medicine and it should be, but how do you get around that so that everyone feels safe? Mm -hmm. So ayahuasca is our sacrament as a religious organization. And I've got a well-established history of this. And the First Amendment of the United States says uh, that I have the freedom of religion and the free exercise thereof. The free exercise clause very clearly outlines how this is definitely something that can that is protected by the by the uh, First Amendment. On top of that, there's been two Supreme Court cases that uphold the fact that ayahuasca specifically is a religious sacrament and can be used as such. Uh, and there were unanimous decisions by the Supreme Court. So I don't have exemption from the DEA because I have not requested one because it's not their jurisdiction. Um, they've come to my house and I've asked them kindly to leave and they've left. And that's our relationship. They just, they're not allowed, they're not allowed here and they're not allowed to ask me about my practice because it's none of their business. Gotcha. I think times are changing and I think these things will be you know, legal in the future. But I remember years and years ago, um, looking into this in terms of they were using substances such as MDMA and other psychoactive, I want to say drugs, but drug is almost is the wrong word because I grew up with dare, like don't do drugs and all the things. So it's really like (laughs) a plant medicine, I'll say. There's all these plant medicines that really do help heal people, but there are all these reasons we don't have to get into it, why they're not legal or they're frowned upon or people are terrified of them. Like I used to be because I was told all drugs are the same, all drugs are bad and you're going to die. Now, I think there's a difference between shooting up heroin and doing some plant medicine, whether it's mushrooms or MDMA or um, ayahuasca or something from the earth, from plants. And um, that distinction is important for us to recognize. But if anyone is worried, can you tell me a little bit, like, are there any possible side effects or bad experiences that people, obviously, we're going to throw up. Did we talk about that? You Mm -hmm. talked about the buckets. You're probably going to throw up. Mm -hmm. But that is just the purge. But tell me about any, um, is there anything that people need to worry about? So I, I want to address the difference between drugs and what what these are these medicines in my definition this is only my personal definition is alcohol and drugs are meant to get us outside of ourselves and numb our emotions right that's why we feel good when we drink alcohol because we don't have to worry about life stress right these medicines do the opposite they bring us into our minds and into our emotions that we've been avoiding so that we can actually heal them and clear them out got it and that healing and that clearing out of 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 those emotions and those energies is is literally what the purge is right and so the all of this uh tension anxiety uh trauma it sits low in the gut it's in the lower chakras it's energetically it's low when you feel anxiety you can feel it like like just below your solar plexus kind of right where your stomach is um depression is like where you feel really heavy and usually either eat a lot or you can't eat very much because there's something there that needs to be taken care of, right? Yeah. And so the medicine pulls all of that energy right deep down into the gut. Then then all of that energy, that energetic purge comes out of the mouth and it comes with fluid, but it's more of a euphoric release than it is a feeling of sickness and 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 like and like being sick. It's it's really a getting well. Thing, right it's like when you when you need to, a good cry that's what it is but just like a hundredfold 
Um, the dangers, yeah. there are some dangers. Uh, the dangers really come around certain specific things. Uh, psych meds are really dangerous. Don't, don't do it. It's going to be an excruciating and awful experience, potentially deadly. What is? If you take uh, if you take ayahuasca and you're and you're on psych meds, gotcha. so like SSRIs, SNRIs, Celexa, Lexapro, Prozac, uh, you know, okay. um, different things like all those kind of things. Like just, just don't take any psych meds at all. Be off of them for two to four weeks. Okay. And then um, any hit if you have a history of heart attack, heart disease, stroke, um, epilepsy seizures anything like that 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 can become dangerous definitely talk to your doctor or talk to the practitioner and then uh, if you have a history of these two major psychiatric disorders which is schizophrenia and bipolar pretty dangerous for both of those um schizophrenia can if it it can trigger a really intense episode uh with with bipolar it can trigger an extremely intense and very long mania for like weeks where you can't sleep you're just running it's like crazy crazy mania and then an absolute crash to the deepest depression that you've ever felt most of the people who um i know that have uh, sat with ayahuasca that are bipolar ended up having to be hospitalized for suicidal thoughts uh during that depressive episode it's really dangerous so don't do it outside of that it's extremely safe those 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 few cases are not safe outside of that it's really really safe i've given it to all of my kids well no two of my kids two of my three of my kids and um you know i they both really got a lot out of it it's a really safe thing and food heals nation knows that i'm much more likely more privy more prone to take anything plant medicine than a pharmaceutical drug any day so i think it is for you if you can look at those conditions we just spoke about and know that you are safe because you're not taking those drugs or you don't have any of those diagnoses. And back to your point that you said earlier, Derek, do you feel called? And every single one of my friends who has done this and they're, Allie, you got to try it, but you got to do it when you're ready, has said, you will know when you are ready. And I think that is really important. It's almost like, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, I've had people say like the medicine will call you. And maybe that's why we're doing this show because maybe it's going to call on someone today who doesn't know that they need it. And now they're like, oh, let me look up pachamamaretreats.org, right? Absolutely. If you ever feel called, give. if you ever feel called, give me a call. I'll sponsor you. Just come and sit when you're ready, if you'd like. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. I am feeling more and more called. It's probably been a little while of hearing other people's experiences and every time going, huh, maybe that's for me. And every time going, but not yet. So when it is time, mm -hmm. I will do it and I we will podcast about it. How about that? <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Derek. I really appreciate you. All right, Food Heals Nation. Again, everything is over at pachamamaretreats.org and cheers to your good health, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.